Welcome to Sharing My Truth with Mel and Susie, the uncensored version, where we bear it all. We do. <laughs> much for all being here. I'm Susie and this is Mel and this is Sharing My Truth Pod. And, um, you know, if you want to leave us a cute little review, rating review, a little five star, we would absolutely appreciate that. And we love you so much. And don't forget to follow all our socials at Sharing My Truth Pod or leave us a voicemail or message. Share your truth with us at sharingmytruth.com. Hey, babes. Hello, my darling. Oh, hello, I'm, my love. Uh, I'm fabulous. I'm just all oh. is good. In the house of Melanie. Oh, I love the house of Melanie. You know how much I love the house of Melanie. It's almost, it's actually better than the house of Barbie because there is Sancerre at every doorway. I know. I'm not stupid, am I? I know the house of, have you seen the Barbie movie? Not yet, but I will very soon. And I think we should actually see it together. Maybe we should. That'd be so fun. We should wear pink and it'll be so cute. Yeah, maybe we should do that. I'm like, I'm not really sure what to expect, but maybe that's good. Apparently, it's really fucking good. Like, not just like it's cute and like kind of a funny movie. Apparently, like people like find it very emotional. And like, I played with Barbies my entire childhood. So like, it is exciting. Like, it's just, it's just right in there with your inner child. Just like, please give me what I that's want, funny. you know? But Barbie is very, on a quick segue, nothing to do with this. Barbie is very American. In England, we had Cindy dolls. Did you have Cindy dolls? No way. I had n- it's no. I have no idea what that is. Totally different looking doll. And I also had Barbies, but we have Cindy's. I don't know if they still have Cindy's, but what I had they, a Cindy what's doll. What's different? Are they are they cute? They like, sort of they physically Barbie-like? look. Yeah, they look like the doll, but the head. As from my memory, I think the head's bigger. I don't know yeah. what that means. <laughs> I think it's yeah. Do they dress like in cute things like Barbie does? Well, I think when I was, you know, we're going back a while here. I was okay. about to say Cindy. I mean, <laughs> Susie. Uh, so I don't really remember, to be honest with you. And my girls kind of liked Barbies, but not excessively. But anyway. Yeah. A little after their time. I think there was, you know, this is before, like Barbie was before the, you know, electronic, you know, yes, boom exactly. of things. So the, there was so much Barbies, choice. But playing with Barbies was the only thing to do. So yeah, it was fucking the best. Remember scissoring them? It was the perfect, perfect crime. Of course. (laughs) What do you mean exactly by scissoring? Because the Barbies are like their little, little legs are like this. And so you just. That's what I thought you meant. And it's the funniest thing to do. I thought, I thought this is Susie. Obviously, there's a sexual connotation. I thought you meant scissoring scissoring as a. Really? That was the thing. Everyone. Yep. Wow. Even I missed out about it. Yeah. Wow. You did. You did, Mel. This is a first sexual experience. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fascinating. And now I really want to see the Barbie movie. Holy saying, shit. They're not putting scissoring in the Barbie movie. They're telling lies. Okay. That's what this is. Okay. I've got a whole new perspective. Good. Anyway. Okay. And that kind of brings us into what we're talking about today. Mel, take it away, love. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? So we've had a few of our listeners write into us or um, send us messages about sexless marriages, that their marriages are sexless. And not that they necessarily started like that, but they ended up like that. 
Um, so they've ended up in a state of basically being almost like roommates and not having sex at all. And, you know, it's quite, it's pretty distressing, really. If you've been married a long time and you like and love or like or whatever it is, your emotion is towards your partner, but there's no intimacy, there's no sexual contact, it's pretty distressing. And these listeners have written into us and asked us what we think, what, you know, asked us to answer the question. So hence why we're doing this podcast. And I actually think it's a huge subject for people. I don't think it just affects men. I think it affects women, i.e. men who, for whatever reason, don't want to have sex anymore in their marriage or their relationship. I don't think it has anything necessarily to do with marriage. I think it's just at some point, for many reasons, a connection can go. And it can cause a lot of distress, understandably. So that's what we're talking about. It is like, I think a lot of people in long-term relationships deal with this. Obviously, if you're dealing with this year in, you, there's still time to break up. Like you guys can maybe, maybe you're not right for each other, but you have both are feeling like you're not getting enough sex. Like a year in is very early for this, but like Mm. we're talking about five years, even six years. Like I know I've dealt with this in my seven year relationship where you're like, why the fuck aren't we having sex? Like Mm -hmm. we love each other. We're attracted to each other, but like, is it like, we just don't want to, is like the time, is it the stress? Like what's going on? Like what, like what's the problem? What's the initial problem? And I think there's obviously ebbs and flows in this. And, and that's kind of how it went for my personal, like my personal, um, experience, but like, yeah, you just kind of figure it out. You have to kind of don't think that this is the be all end all. I think it's like mm-hmm. sometimes it comes and sometimes it goes and it definitely is about what's happening in your life. But sometimes it's about your kids, which I don't obviously have yet. And like mm-hmm. it's just about like the job that you're super stressed about. Like, I mean, the kids thing, like how do you get over that? Right. Like they're there till they're fucking 18 or later and you have to deal with these little angels, obviously, Mel, um, you know, running around and like invading your personal space constantly. Like, how do you have sex when, you know, you're, there's kids around all the time. Like I've never, it's just such a hard thing to understand. Like how, how do you, do you explain to the, the kids that like, oh, like, sorry, mommy and daddy need their time for like 20, 30 minutes. Like give us our time and then we'll be right back down. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know how you, I don't know how couples do it, you know? Well, I can answer the question. Yes, please. For you. Love it. <laughs> so I, I think in, in answer to what you, like in adding to what you said about ebbs and flows, I think there are ebbs and flows in everyone's life for pretty much everything. And sex is one of those. And when you have that sort of instant kind of connection, animalistic, whatever it is thing, Obviously that changes because life gets in the way and life is all consuming. You know, like you said, your job, your, and you're stressed and you're not feeling hot to trot. If you like, you're not feeling really sexy. So, you know, and that's the point. You have to work at it, even if you're not feeling it and you have to communicate that you're not feeling it and perhaps why. But in terms of kids, I mean, it's not just having the kids. It's when you as a woman have had a child which is generally deeply uncomfortable, let me tell you, whether you've had bits and bobs nipped and chopped down below uh, or you've had a cesarean, Mm. uh, which I had too, it's 
very uncomfortable and obviously that's not top of your list of priorities and you definitely don't feel very very sizzlingly hot and sexy so it's not what you're thinking and then you're tired and so on so that's a whole different thing and I think couples if it's impossible for them to know when they have the child what how it's going to feel but they do need to just keep coming back to each other talking talking I know friends of mine who didn't have sex for like a year after their first baby yeah and and they're still together I don't even know how because um my husband wouldn't have coped with that um but um it it can be very difficult can be very emotional when you have children little children yeah it's tough because and you know you have to have your children you have to have boundaries you have to have your children in a routine they go to sleep and then mommy and daddy have time in the evening. And that's actually a very like British thing. You know, we're very structured with our kids. We sort of, they go to bed, they have dinner at the same time every night and then they go to bed and they have a bath and everything happens at the same time and uh, sort of make Mary Poppins. And it actually does work, but it's true. And it means that the evening is for the parents, whatever it is they're doing, whether they're passing out in front of the TV or they're having, they're getting a bit jiggy you have to do it when you have that safe space because the other thing is for especially and often it's women you're terrified these children are going to come down and 100%. i do know, i do know friends quite a few friends where children have walked in and you know it's just like oh my god like they didn't even know kind of thing um and it's it's not easy and it's not about you you don't i personally don't think you don't talk to your children about that I'm very open-minded, but that's, that's a line. You, you don't need to talk about that. But what you do need to talk about is that everyone needs their private space. So if somebody has a door on their bedroom, you knock before you come in. And I've taught my children that from a very young age. You don't just barge into somebody's room or somebody's space or somebody's house or whatever it is. You knock, you wait, you come in. And I do the same to my kids. I knock the door. I wait for an answer. I go in because it's your private space. Whatever's going on, as far as I'm concerned or what I've said to the kids on the other side of the door is none of your business. You're going into that person's space. So I taught my children that. And I think that's really, really important to remember that everyone is an individual everyone deserves space and kids don't understand and obviously it's gross to them that their parents are having sex but you can teach them the concept of private space and stuff like that so yeah of course you know you don't know you don't go hey kids just going upstairs for half an hour no see you in half an hour you can't do that here's you got to do it in the morning or the evening or whatever I when read they go an out. article. I read an article. Oh, also, here's the thing. Okay, there's one mm. more thing, and then I'm going to say this. So, absolutely, um, it's really hard for women, I think, because it's like proven that women are more horny when in the afternoons, and so at like Is two, it? two, yeah, mm, it's yeah. like at two, three o'clock when right. we want to do stuff. We're dealing with so many other things, and our we right. obviously cannot, and that's especially right. with kids. I yes. just wanted to say that because it's like. Yes, obviously at night or early, early in the morning if you can. Mm. But like at night, everyone's fucking tired. Like I, I'm 100%. tired and I don't have kids, you know? Like, 100%. That's what's crazy it, it, about this. 
I 100% agree with that. I would say that you've hit the nail on the head, Susie, which oh, is why yeah. a lot, okay, exactly, <laughs> a lot of women, a lot of people have problems in their relationship is because they're not actually having sex when they want to be having sex because, like I said, life gets in the way. And the morning, generally, most women are like, I smell and I this and I 100%. want to do my hair and I want to have a show, whatever it is. And women also at the end of the day, I think generally, and I don't know any about anything about science to do with this, but I know myself and I know a lot of my friends, like your mind's going around thinking about all the work things you have to do, all the kind of stuff you have to do in the house, all the kids things. And and if your mind is going around like that, you just cannot relax. You just no. like, you cannot get into the thing. And like you said, if it's late in the day, you're like, oh my God, I've got, I've got nothing left. Yeah. And I've certainly had that. And you, you get to like, um, you know, you're a mother, you're working, you're not working, it's completely irrelevant, you're busy. You get to about nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night and you're, that's it. You're done. There's nothing there. And you're right. It's absolutely a problem. Like it's not, it's not ideal at all. And I think you have to get a bit creative with it, Susie, okay, like, so like we've said. Here, this is actually brings into my next point. Okay. So okay. I read this article and I wish mm -hmm. I could find it because it was so interesting. And I was like, this is so cringy, but I read the whole thing. Um, so this couple, this woman, um, wrote in being like, so it's like a, it's one of those articles. It's like a, an agony aunt kind of thing, but she's just yeah. like telling her story. Um, and she's like, yeah, so I actually, my husband and I, we tell our kids that we're having sex. Cause that's weird. Because it's like, this is what she's saying. Because it's super normal. We want it super normalized in our house. Yeah. Being like, we want to tell our kids, be like, Hey, give us 30 minutes. We're going to go upstairs. They're like, there's a sign. Like there's like, if the, if there's like a fan on or something like that, like we're having our time in our room and you cannot bother us. Mm -hmm. Unless it's an emergency, obviously. Like, mm -hmm. and that's, that's how they deal with it. And then their kids are just like, oh, yeah, mom and dad are having sex. We can't bother them right now. And this is, this is like literally what these people are doing. And I'm not saying this is correct or right or whatever, mm -hmm. but like, I'm, I just found that very interesting being like someone who doesn't have kids and someone who's being like, mm, like, obviously, how do you fuck when you are even in the space yeah. with kids? Do you kind of just like inform them and educate them on the fact that you are going to be having sex because you guys are adults and we can do whatever we want and this is how we're doing it. And I know yeah. that makes, that makes me very uncomfortable because I'm like, ugh, like I don't want to yeah. think about my parents having sex, but maybe that's because it wasn't normalized. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah. I think it's a good question. I don't know the answer either. I think it's for me anyway, personally, and it's always about pers personally, how you raise your children or whatever is I would, that would be a step too far. And I, I'm also a big believer in your private life is your private life. What you're doing behind closed doors. And I mean, to everyone other than the people involved behind and however many there are, Susie, did you like that? I've just added that in. I did. Bah, behind the closed door. It's between those people, the, the, you know, the figurative closed door. It's, it's up to them. So, and I think it's pretty difficult for children to understand that. And my fear would be, I would always be like, oh my God, you'd always be waiting for somebody to come and knock the door. And that I just don't understand how you can like relax. Uh, I mean, that's the way I would, I would be. And I, I know a lot of 
people are like that. They're just thinking, oh my God, they're going to come in. They're going to knock the thing or they're going to have, something's going to, crisis is going to happen. And that's life, you know. Um, but I think if you're also affectionate with your partner, with your husband, wife, whatever, then, and your children see that, I think they also see a level of intimacy. They they see that you connect with each other, if that, that makes sense. If you kiss and you touch, you know, not, not like, intimately touched but like you're affectionate and you kiss which we've always done in front of our kids so they know that you're having a relationship they don't you don't need to spell it out but i personally i think you keep it for me personally you keep it behind closed doors and there are lots of ways of like i said like teaching kids that your door is there for a reason and so on um and that it's and and it's just as much for you it's your private behind your door i'm private behind my door that sort of thing but i don't know i I would find that tough but i guess everyone's got to do what they've got to do yeah and like honestly like i respect the honesty of these parents and they're not it's not like you know we're gonna have an open door policy and you can come in it's like no 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 it's like the adults are having time just like yes if, if if like let's say like you know one of them worked from home and they had to be in the office and they don't bother them like it's yeah. kind of the same thing, except for like they're actually just spelling it out, being like, "Adults need their time. We're doing it. If just knock if it's an emergency, but otherwise, please don't bother us." And like, yeah, I, th- it's, I think it's just that, a very interesting way of doing you, it. And I'm, I don't yeah, know. and I think I think you can sort of say where this is private time. I don't think you have to necessarily spell out what you're doing. It obviously but then they're going to come in. I feel like if if you don't say like. <laughs> If it's, if it's like, oh, but like, not necessarily. No, you don't think so? Not necessarily. It just, kids, I don't know. It depends, like, you know, my kids from a young age, nothing to do with sex, but whenever they saw me or Max on the phone, and probably Max is permanently glued to his phone talking to, you know, for business, they know, Shh, be quiet. If dad, if you're with dad and you're out and about and he's on the phone, you yeah. keep quiet. You don't start going, dad, dad, dad. No, yeah. he's working and he's working and that's important for all of us. So yeah. keep quiet. Um, I think it's just about teaching them. But I mean, I think the kid thing is part of sexless marriage. But of course, there are lots of couples yeah. who don't have children. A hundred percent. And they go down this road. And I think that's the thing is you start a pattern is you go down a road and something happens and something changes. And that could be a myriad of different things. And I did like, just going to quick, I'll interject with some facts here just because it's relevant to this. But, um, and I'll, again, I'll put this in the blog, but in verywellmind.com, basically they said that there are different kinds of reasons why it happens. Mm. One could actually be health. I mean, what, if you have something that's happened to you, like a health reason, like, and that which could be anything, and therefore you stop having sex and then you get into a pattern and then it just, you kiss, you just let it go and go and go. Another thing can be right from the start if your um, libidos are mismatched, which is yeah. pretty much common in most couples. I mean, nobody's identically matched. And at the beginning, maybe it's okay because you're in that hazy phase do you like that (laughs) i love that yeah and then you just kind of can't be bothered anymore and it kind of way it sort of wanes off then there's oh we just discussed childbirth for all those different reasons communication people get bored and then they don't say anything and blah 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 stress is a big one like you've talked about 
work stress, what if you have financial stress or any of those things just is an absolute libido killer. In men, erectile dysfunction, huge problem and a huge problem in men who are so embarrassed about it right. and so ashamed that they don't even tell their partner of I don't know how many years that they're having this issue. So rather than deal with it, I, I do understand literally it goes to the core of your manhood. I know I'm not a woman, but I understand that that is. Did you say I know I'm not a woman? Did I say I'm not a woman? Uh, not a man. You I see, know I'm not I a know. woman, but uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm delirious. Um, yes, but no, it goes you're not to the. I'm, I'm definitely not a man. Um, it's it goes to the core of your manhood, and I think it can be incredibly. Well, I mean, it's, I, you know, I have great sympathy because it's very, very difficult. Um, and that, but if you don't talk to your partner that you're having this issue, or go and see a medical professional, and you just keep going, oh, everything's fine. I'm just stressed today or i'm just and that can go on and on and on and on yeah and i certainly know people where that's happened and they just don't ever talk about it and you're just like what what do you mean you don't talk about it um and then there's just the issue of low libido which can be for all sorts of reasons that happened in your life that has ebbed and flowed for for any of those reasons i.e children or or stress or health or anything and you don't discuss it you just kind of don't talk about it and hope it'll go away. I mean, I think a lot of people do that, don't they? They just sort of, well, let's not talk about it. Let's just hope it goes away. Yeah, of course. I've done that because it's just way easier. And then you kind of get to a point where you're like, I'm literally, and then you have to talk to someone. And then talking to your friends is not obviously going to solve the problem. Like you have to, yeah, you really have to actually get in there and fucking do the hard work. It's fucking annoying. (laughs) That's exactly it. You've said it. And it is, I think to keep something going, something that's worth it. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't like the word work, but it's effort. You have Mm. to put effort into a relationship and it's not going to always be easy. I think people assume it's like you're in love and that's enough. And it isn't. You actually have to put some effort into this because, you know, you can't be selfish. You have to think about the greater... Like your relationship, you know, yeah. you're you're working together, you're a team, and you have to think about also each other's needs. And you may also be in a part of your life where you don't need sex so much or you don't want it so much, but your partner does. And again, it can depend. It can be men, women. We always assume sexless marriages. We always assume it's um, women not wanting to have sex. But that's not true. It's no. often men not wanting to have sex yeah. for some of the reasons that I've said, whether it is that things aren't working with their equipment or um, or health or they're so stressed at work or whatever it is. And the other thing I think, and I've thought about this in the last few days because I've, I'm, I'm not at home and I've been like, you know, going for a walk in the morning and I see all these couples walking. I guess it's the summer, you know, everyone's out and, and they just look so, a lot of them disconnected, like they're not like touching each other and they're, and, and you, I was talking to Max about it. I say, what do you think it is? And I do think that some people can also, and this is men and women, I think it's probably more common in men, but they marry a woman when she's young, when she's 25, when she looks like you. And then the years pass and you 
don't carry on looking like Are you. Are you saying I'm going to look like this until I'm 100? Okay, Mel? Y- you you are, but you're going to be a different version of the way you look. You'll look good, but in a different way. You're right. Which I is fine. keep on getting better looking, so I'm not mad about that. That's exactly. Totally fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. But <laughs> some people don't. And I think that's men and women. They let things go and they are not healthy or whatever. And I'm not just talking about weight. I'm mm-hmm. talking about just generically making an effort and looking, mm-hmm. feeling good about yourself. And the, and the partner, they stay together because they're kind of friends, but they actually don't find each other attractive. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think that's a bit of the elephant in the room, isn't it? We don't talk about that, but I think it's true. And just watching all these couples, like, you know, walking around. And I think it's, it is men and it is women. I, I think men may be a little bit more guilty of it, but maybe that's not fair. Well, I think yeah. women are too, because they look at their husbands and they sort of, they look more dad like and they're like, oh, that's not what I fell in love with, which is a bit harsh. But yeah, well, I think it's not even the dad. Sorry, like, I, I think it's like a lot like men just like start eating like shit or like they start drinking beer more and they start getting this kind of like weird weight on. And then the men don't want to have sex because like they now have a belly or whatever the fuck it is. And then you're like, this isn't what 100%. I want. I want an active relationship. And this is why people start cheating. <laughs> like, like that's it. Like someone else gives them attention. And they're like, oh, I'm still attractive. I'm still a, like, sexual person, but my partner isn't giving it to me. So why can't I get it from somewhere else if I'm never going to get it from this person? And that's, I think, what mostly happens with with cheating relationships. Like, sometimes you do have to feel good about yourself. And if your person isn't giving it to you, then what do you, like, it's just so hard. Like, what are you going to do? And they're, they don't seem like they are ever going to give it to you. It's like, you do kind of sometimes have to think about your needs and like, what are you going to do? Like, it's, it's very difficult, obviously. And that kind of, that kind of stance. And I, I think it is. I mean, I think, um, from my point of view, I, you know, I, I don't don't like cheating. You don't like it. I don't, I don't like it at all. But, and I, I know that in many cases, if people talk to each other, they might, they might avoid it. But I'm also a realist and I do understand that you're in a moment, you're out, your stuff happens and you're not going, mm, just a minute, I just got to call somebody. And, you know, you're going with the thing because you're a human being and you're, whatever is, it's boiling over. Isn't yeah. It? And you're going with the thing and you're not, definitely not using the head up. Here, yeah, going with a different part of your body, shall we say? Exactly, and, using and the that's vagina. how it happens. The pussy using talks. your vagina, the puss. That's it. The I pussy knew talks. if I want it to get real, all I have to do is talk to you, Susie. Exactly, that's but it, it is a hundred percent true. Yes, and pussy, and some, pussy doesn't lie either. Okay, you get wet pussy, from what you get wet from. Like you literally cannot help it. Like it's just like why does a dick get get why does a dick get hard looking at a hot one? Like it's just the way life is. And we have to accept that. Is that your saying? The pussy doesn't lie. The pussy doesn't lie. I think it's my the most favorite, and that is even very good English (laughs) thing you've ever said to me. And you said this to me quite a few months ago, and I was like, "That is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard." But it's actually true. (laughs) It's one hundred percent true. It is true. Never lies. Ever. It's no. I mean, it's true. You could try to tell yourself something, but it's. Yeah, you know, people need to think, and that's about the that. same with dryness. You know, your pussy isn't giving out. Some, I mean, obviously, we're talking. No, we're not talking about like you know, 
women have problems with dryness. But like we're talking about like if you are trying kind of like if you're young enough and there's just like it's not happening. Yes. It's like mm. if you're not trying to get like if you're not wet for this person, most likely it's, it's not good. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> right. And and also it's not to get into too much detail because no, nobody wants to know this. No, of course. The dryness as women get older is a different kind of dryness. Exactly. Still, I'm not talking about that, obviously. It still gets wet if you like. <laughs> It's just, wait, I did want that information. Wait, wait. It's more of a dryness in the opening. Got it. Just and use lube, ladies. Absolutely. Lots and lots of lube and then you'll be completely fine. But you really have to go for it with the lube. And some men don't like that. Fuck that. So Who cares about you, that? Got, but there's lots of different, and just as a, you know, there are lots and lots and lots of different kinds of lubes. You, you can, you'll find something. That is so great. But anyway. Um, We're moving on. Um, we're moving on because now we have, we're getting into yes i want procedure. you to i want you to tell us about either your facts or our uh our lovely people that wrote in yeah so i'm just gonna look one of the messages from one of our listeners who who wrote in and he just said that it, you know it gets less and less frequent he he basically first of all sends us a message talking about loveless marriage and then i asked him actually it was me i said um it's common loveless and sexless marriage are both common but do do you think it starts like that and do you think it's is it loveless sexless are they the same thing you know and does it end up loveless and he said he thinks it ends up loveless um and that living like room roommates so i think he was really talking more about sexless rather than loveless and i do think those those are different things because you can actually love somebody um and not want to have sex with them and in actually one of the articles i was reading for this episode you can absolutely detest somebody and want to have sex with them if you think about it logically so i mean it's it's more that um you know life changes this is what he said and that you become more like friends and sex becomes very very rare and very vanilla which is something we've covered before and that is a problem obviously um and 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 i've heard this he said this here and i've heard so many people say this that sex becomes a chore yeah it's like okay this is something and i i do know that for women it's a little bit like sometimes it can be okay this is on the list so take out the washing um, you know, take my child to school, go to work, give husband a blowjob so he stops fucking nagging me. Yeah. You know, it's like on your list. Yes. And I, you know, that, and that's horrible mm-hmm. in the sense that obviously it's horrible for you and it's horrible for them. And if you honestly think the person on the end of, other end of the blowjob, if you are the blowjobber, get my drip. Not the blowjobber. Doesn't, the jobby <laughs> doesn't know that. Of course they know. I mean, it's like there was actually, um, you know, all the stuff, the, the new show, Sex and the City. What's the new show called? And, and just, just like, like that. that. Yeah. But so in the cool. old one, there's a, there's a, um, there's a scene with Miranda who, and she's, she, cause you know, they always go the next day where they go and have brunch or whatever they're doing yeah. and they kind of discuss what they did. And she was talking about having sex with her then husband, Steve. And that she was like, oh, God, just get on with it. And she actually said that. I'll oh, yeah. just get on with it. And they're all horrified. And you're like, yeah, it's a horrible thing to say somebody. You, you know, you, you, you can't do that. You no. can't do that. You can do and, it in a sexy way, though. Oh, yeah. You can do it in a sexy way in the sense that you can suggest, why don't we try this? Or why don't I you like just this? fucking come on my face? Done. 
Or you could do that, and Susie, then yes. that's it. And that generally probably works, I'm sure. But I think you can, you don't have to be, well, a bitch about it. Well, like, no, of course you know. not. You have to keep it kind of, not, but also it's like, if you're not having fun, like, that's also something, right? Like, if the woman is like, I'm actually not enjoying this at all, then obviously there's so many other issues to that. But um, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard. Like, if you're literally not enjoying it and you're just like, I just don't know, like, get the fuck off me already. Like, I'm just like, mm. this is ta- – like, just – it's – it's I can see where these things happen because sometimes, it, like you're saying, it's a fucking chore and you're like, this is taken – 15 more minutes than it needs to and I have more washing to do or whatever you know like and it's like right. this is it this is over like get get off me you know but it's yeah but I mean it so it goes back to I think in in my experience yes love. my humble opinion is that I think like I always say you need to talk about this and also this you need to have an open mind and people do not have an open mind. No. And if you are having like issues of either you're bored or you're distracted or whatever it is, you need to talk about it and you need to bring some stuff into the bedroom. So you need to bring like toys and stuff like that. Because if it is an issue of you, and I'm thinking probably mostly in this case, the woman needing to speed things up or to get more excited and more kind of in the mood, then do that. And then you'll be in the mood and just talk about it. And you don't have to be unkind and you don't have to tell the other person that it's because they're inadequate. It's just because let's, let's change things up. Let's make this more exciting. That's, you know, but I think, I mean, this is the thing we have to get to the crux of this, Susie. I'm in the the crux with you. (laughs) Are you in the crux? I'm in there yeah, with she, you, babe. She's in the crux. You, you like that, don't you? I thought you'd like that one. I like that. Is what do people do? What yes. do they do if they are married or they are with somebody for a long period of time? And this can be with children, without children. They don't hate them. They perhaps love them or have very strong feelings. They don't really want to go because they've got, and we've talked about this before. We talked about this in a previous episode about divorce. They've got, they've, if we're doing a reality check, they've got assets and they've got lots of stuff together and they perhaps also enjoy each other's company. This bit of their relationship sex is not working. But, and let's take a scenario where this is a man because it could be the other way, but I'm just taking the scenario that's the man is feeling very, um, unloved and very like, I need sex. And the, because men do equate, I think, I think, and obviously I'm not a psychologist, but I think men connect sex much more to love than women do. For sure. And I, and I think the man, if you're in love with a woman and she's not giving you sex, they can't cope with it. Yeah. Whereas a woman can in some ways, and I'm not sure what it is, but she can separate it. And I think it's a biological thing. Well, it's also like, she, cause we don't come every time. Like men literally um, come. They have literal oh, orgasms, orgasmic experiences every time they have sex. We don't. That's it. A hundred percent. And they need to get it out of their literal system. Yeah. It's like, it's a need. And, but if their woman, their woman, I hate that, is not, is not touching them, is not intimate, is doesn't, is not interested in sex, is not 
the like you say what do you say the freak and the sheets and the and the the lady in the streets exactly yes they can't they can't cope with it whereas women often because things are happening in life you're just like ah, i'll do it tomorrow like i don't have time today i'll do it another day yeah yeah okay blah 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 and they don't realize that the longer they leave it the harder the bigger the situation becomes it's like it becomes worse and worse doesn't yeah. it so what is the answer i don't know and <laughs> you don't know what the answer is i don't know what i mean obviously you know these couple of listeners have have these few listeners have written into us yes. i don't have an answer because i don't know your specific situation yes. and again i'm not a doctor but from my personal experience as in somebody who's been in a relationship for a long time I just think, and I don't know why I have to keep saying this, just talk to each other. Yeah. Try and figure out what is it. And again, have a conversation. Don't expect everything to be resolved. I mean, let's face it. If you've got to a situation where you've developed a pattern and you're not having sex for a period of time, this hasn't happened in a day. This hasn't happened in a week. This has happened over a period of years, right? So if you then got to the end of the road and you're like, like this man has said to us, you know, he's living like a roommate, then you cannot expect that you're going to have a conversation with your partner and all of a sudden it's going to be, oh yeah, let, right, let's get the lingerie on, let's get down to it, let's get jiggy. It's just not going to happen, is it? So you, if you have a conversation, it's the beginning of perhaps resolving this, yeah. of opening, but it's going to take some time. And I think that you, you know, and, and maybe you might seek counseling or whatever, but it, it is going to take some time, but you actually do have to, start a conversation where you are kind but you're you're like okay this this is where we are and this is an issue for me i don't think you have to be mean but you i think you have to be honest otherwise for sure this is going to blow up in your face that's exactly exactly it's going to go wrong like i've had this exact issue where it's literally it's just because people get busy right like you get busy Mm -hmm. it's exactly what you're saying you get busy you put it off you put it off and you're like when are we going to have sex? Like, what is this? What is this life I've created for myself? Like, why do I feel like this is not okay? You know, like mm-hmm. it's been, it's been too long for however long it's been. And, um, for what you want, for what you're used to, it's like, is it me? Is it them? Like, what is literally happening? And it does start to feel like this is a roommate situation. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I really, I love you, but what, what is happening with this where we can't, fuck like that's that's like that's it it's like why Mm -hmm. why aren't we doing this why do not feel find me attractive and like maybe that's maybe that is the issue and how do we get past that you know like do and i always bring this up mel you love it so much do we open up the relationship is that something to talk about seriously and then come back to each other and be like is this what we want is this not what we want and divorce doesn't have to be the final right you can always experiment within your relationship (sighs) And I think a lot of people forget that. uh, Yeah. I mean, as you know, this is not for me, but, um, (laughs) maybe not yet, but you're only 50, love. I'm not for, yeah, I'm (laughs) only 50. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it, yeah, you have to have the conversation and you've got to see where it goes. And again, you're going to have, you're going to start a conversation and it may be, it's going to be, let's be real, many conversations because if somebody is, is, the person asking the other person why we're not having sex it means that one person probably wants it and the other person isn't isn't 
doing it. So they're going to feel guilty and ashamed or nervous or anxious about how they answer this question. And in truthful, in honesty, that person who doesn't want to have sex may not know why they don't want to have sex. It could be a myriad of different things going on. And even if that's the answer, that's the answer you have to give. You have to say, I don't know. I just don't feel it or whatever it is. If it is an issue that somebody is not finding the other person attractive, that is incredibly difficult. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know how you deal with that, but whatever way I would say is you have to be really nice about this because again, I know lots of couples where they're not very nice and they say horrible things. And let me tell you, if you t say horrible things and we've all said things in anger to each other, you can never take those words back. Mm -hmm. If you say something like it's because, you know, you're fat or it's because you're losing your hair or it's because you don't look the way you did when you're 25 or, you know, if you've had children, you're bits down there, a bit loosey goosey. Um, oh my what? fucking God. Not but loosey goosey. That's a thing. No. That's a thing. Men are saying oh this to these women. Oh my God. I'm going to kill Men because it's, it's not so tight. <sighs> What's tight Toys. yeah it, well it, yeah. Th that that's completely it. it's not tight and it doesn't feel the way it feels when they first were together and on a complete separate note to all women out there who are going to have a baby and i say this to you if you will have a baby too and your partner is present in the room make absolutely 1000 million percent sure they are not at the other end so right? many they're not so many people want them head. to look though so many no, people no, want no, to no, look no. Do not let them look. They can never unsee that. Honest to God, you can never unsee that. Oh my God, that's so funny. I mean, honestly. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Why would they want to see it? That's how I the think man too. has to be here. That's what I said to my husband. Brown here now. And he was, and he didn't see anything. Because he so can't funny. unsee it. You can't. It, but you just can't so many men that. want, like do though, I think. I think they they don't. don't. They think they do. And then they see it and then they want to unsee it. <laughs> So just remember that. I mean, that's my piece of advice. I'm right. just telling you that. But you obviously do whatever you think. But I'm just telling you, you can't unsee this things. Mel's advice of the Absolutely. day. Your your lady garden will never be the same. Not to them my ever again. fucking lady garden. Oh my! It God. will no longer be a lady garden. It will be a a thing giving birth to an alien. Like it, it'll just <laughs> it'll just be a whole different thing. So. Oh my god. The wig I'm going completely off track. Go Help. Ahead, and I and I do generally I generally feel for the for people saying this because I also the other thing I'd like to say is our listeners that have sent us these messages is actually please don't feel alone because lots of people go through this. Lots and lots. Which brings on to one of my facts. I you? love a fact. Go ahead. So this is from um Everyday Health. And it says that as many as 40 million Americans in romantic relationships are not having sex. Oh, my God. That's a huge amount of people, isn't no, it? No, that's horrible. And a study in May 2019 of 1,900 married adults between the ages of 57 and 85, so I guess you're assuming they've been married a while, mm. around 40% of them are not having sex. Right. Which is a lot of people. Well, it's just sad. It? It's not like you lose all of your want and need for sex when you get to the age of 60. Like, you still want to fuck. Like, that's upsetting. Absolutely you don't. 
And so then I've got some other statistics. So this is this this is from. Let me tell you where's this. This is from. No, this is not from Reader's Digest. This is from. Well, anyway, I'm going to link it in the blog so you'll see where it's from. Yes. According to a 2018 general social survey, so this is they interviewed, I believe, 660 married people who shared details about how often they have se- had sex in the past year. Okay. Okay. 25% had sex once a week. Okay. 16% had sex two or three times per week. 5% had sex four or more times a week. 17% had sex once a month. 90% had sex two to three times per month. And 10% hadn't had sex in the past year. And 7% had sex about once or twice in the past year. So there are no like overwhelmingly strong statistics as to... Yeah. I mean, I would have said that I would have thought most people's average was once a month. Which to me is, that's too little. Yeah, that's, abs- that's not I enough. agree. <laughs> uh, for anybody involved, 100%. it's not enough. Um, particularly for, no, no, actually particularly for men and women, it's not enough. It's just, and I understand how that happens. Yeah. And it actually goes back to the comment that we we heard about spontaneity in sex that we all think that you have to be, and I think you, you have this feeling that you have to be spontaneous to have good sex, but that actually when, when we did our interview of Dr. Klein, she said that if you think about it, when you first meet somebody and that's, even if you're going out for the evening and you're going out with your girlfriends, you go to the bar and you dress up all, you look great and you kind of have in your mind that you're going to meet somebody, you still are actually planning. Yeah. I want to meet somebody. Exactly. I want to have sex. So you are planning. It's not really spontaneous because in your head, that's why you're going out. And so I think that that's the other thing is that the longer you stay together, and you've said this before, you're kind of in each other's space all the time. So it's like, where is the the moment? And then, you know, you're having dinner and you're doing all these kind of boring things like you're having dinner and you're unloading the dishwasher and you're like, and then I also think you plan so much when you're dating, like, you know, let's say you're going to go out and and have a, a a second date with somebody and you think, okay, or first date, whatever it is, and you're, we're going to have sex. You're not going to go out and have a great big steak and a whole thing of French fries and 14 beers, are you? So yeah. that's the other thing is if, and I, I, I realize I'm over-exaggerating. The other thing is, you know, you have dinner and then you're kind of I'm full and you sit on the sofa and you don't feel very sexy and all these sort of things, whereas it's you don't realize when you're dating, you are actually planning. You're planning for it. Yeah. And I you're mean, you're thinking about the circumstances. I, I like, I, well, I live in a big city. You live in a big city, mm. obviously. Like, yeah. I understand the convenience of that as well, where it's like, mm-hmm. if I don't want to see my partner, I'm like, I need a night out with the mm-hmm. gals or by myself. Or do you want to hang out with the guys tonight? Because I'd love a night in by myself. Like, Mm-hmm. And you can do that because there's so many things to do at like mm-hmm. literally outside my door, like go right, right. do something. Um, right. But it, I understand that it is really hard and I've never lived in the suburbs, but like, and I never mm-hmm. would, I'm not a suburb kind of person, but like I, to even think about the fact that you, you're an hour away from yeah. another person is terrifying mm-hmm. to me, but I know that's mm-hmm. a lot of people's reality and like, the yeah. fact that you're always together and what we've talked about also with them, um, Dr. Klein was like vanilla sex and how so mm-hmm. many people are in it with vanilla sex and how horrible that can become because it mm-hmm. then it feels like a chore. Then you're like, what the fuck is the point of this? I'm not having fun while this is happening. 
I want it to mm-hmm. last five minutes and get the hell out of there. Like, right. it's just, right. then this is what it turns into. But like, yeah, there has to be some kind of other distraction. You cannot just be with this person 24 seven because then that starts to feel like roommates, like we're talking mm-hmm. about. And there has mm-hmm. to be something else in your life that you're doing. Get yourself a hobby, go to a class. I don't know what the answer is for you, for anyone personally, but there has to be some kind of distraction that gives you joy outside of the relationship and then you can come back to whatever it is yeah i mean i think i yeah i I mean i do understand what you're saying but i think a lot of people do live in a situation where they have to uh, we don't live in that situation where they have to get in a car and go to something go to anything the supermarket whatever there's also the reality if you work you know all day and you come home at seven o'clock at night you make dinner you have kids i mean when are you doing these things and i totally totally understand that because it used to really irritate me i remember when i when i had my second child and i needed to lose a lot of weight and i i um i you know got like a personal trainer or whatever. and she'd say all these things to me like you know you need to have lemon and hot water first thing in the morning or you need to eat rice cakes or whatever and you're like you know, you try being up all night with a baby and get up in the morning. And the f- let me tell you, you don't want to drink lemon and water. Yeah, and go she'd fuck also your say, rice cakes. go fuck your rice. Literally, <laughs> literally go fuck your rice cakes. Or she'd say, oh no, you know, everyone has time for exercise. And you're like, actually, I fucking don't. I have a full time job, children, like lots of other people. But That's I think why it's you have like, a personal trainer is because you well, don't have time for exercise. Exactly. Which is excessively expensive. Yeah. That's for another episode. But. I, I still think that she, in a sense, she was right. If you want to do something, it doesn't matter what it is in your life. Even if it's really hard, uh, you have to somehow find the time. I know that is very easy to say, but you have to kind of figure it out. And it's about priorities. And if you want to stay with your partner and you love them and you you know that sex is a problem, you have to prioritize that. So that would be my biggest piece of advice that don't think it's lost that you've i mean if you've gone for an excessive amount of time and one of our listeners said they've gone through a very 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 many 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 years i think that is difficult and i really think maybe because like how, you don't even some, know how to get back to that like if it's been uh, that, 100%, years even months 100%. i can't even imagine that but like if it's been longer than a month two months let's say like you're like okay how do i how do i do foreplay like exactly it's how do you even start this, yeah how do you even start? And oh and this people, we're talking years and we're not talking one year. We're Which talking is de- decades in some insanity. cases. Yeah. And I think obviously things can always come back. Um, I think you have to do some talking, but I think in that case, maybe you do need to go and see somebody outside of the relationship because that might be a big thing for you both to handle on your own. But definitely trying to start a conversation and communicate because personally, I don't think a sexless marriage, I don't, I'm not sure. And people are going to come at me. I don't think it really is a choice. It certainly isn't choice for both people. I think it is possible. And some people, they're not sexual, but I think that is a small percentage of people. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So I really think the, the best thing you can do is, is try and open a conversation and figure out why or figure out how you can, get back to each other in in a sense and not live this life where you're so miserable yeah and but if it has gone on for many years i think some 
outside help is probably 100 percent. Like, at least like try right like this is so important to you which obviously it's important to most people you have to try and that's all that's all we can do mel that's all we can do try. and that's that's all we can do i would like to leave with one point that Please i do. thought was fascinating to me and doesn't really have anything to do with sex but it does have to do with love this is from reader's digest okay. right and this is from let me see this is 2023. I think it's very recent. Yes. It says that men are much more likely than women, 48% versus 28% to fall in love at first sight. I'm going to leave you with that. What do you think? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's true. I think that's true. I think it's true. Yeah, because women are fucking beautiful and men are like, so, so uh, I need to hear them speak before they fucking, you know, I get a hard yeah. on, you know? <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was an interesting, an interesting. Yeah, let fact. us know what you think about that, guys. I don't know about that, but that's that's so cute. That's actually funny. But cute. please keep everyone keep sharing, keep and sharing. we do this appreciate. And also, I I know it's not easy to share no, stuff not. like this, but this is helpful think, for everyone. I think you can feel very alone, and please don't feel alone because I think lots of people are in all sorts of kind of very complicated situations in their life. And all I would say is don't live for years and years and years like that. Like that, It's so measurable. I know that it can happen because there's commitments in life, but it's life's too short for too long to be doing that. And get some sex it? toys, guys. Sex, get some toys. sex toys. Literally spice Absolutely. it up. Literally, you have nothing to lose. I promise you. Have you have nothing to lose. I promise you they're going to help. Like actually, literally. Just a little lube that- even. Yeah, and that can be part of your conversation. That's part of the foreplay. Spice it up is mm-hmm. to say, well, what do you think about this? I mean, don't go nuts. Don't go out. Don't go out buying that sort of ten foot penis. Let's not buy a ten foot penis let, yet. Let's let's go. You know, nice and slow and nice easy. And slow, and itty bitty anal toys, whatever you want. Little rose things for women. You know, cutesy, nice stuff. Let's non scary. Yeah, non scary. Non. Some of them can be overwhelming. A scary, not overwhelming. Some yeah. of the stuff is like. That's a lot. So, but maybe you, maybe you could do it. Maybe you could get there. Maybe that's what's missing. There's like a goal in mind. We're going to get to this 10 foot dick. I think that's it. I actually would love to know who is using the 10 foot dick. Somebody needs to tell me. Like it's cam girls, man. Like have you seen these girls? They're incredible. I mean, all power to them. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm just a bit worried about their health, to be honest well, with you. Well, you know, the vagina always bounces back. No. That's another great the ass thing. Does, That's another one. Well, eh. we'll talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> As usual, we've gone off track. Oh, anyway, okay. so, well, love thank you, you all for listening, and I hope we've helped a little bit. A little bit. We love you guys so much. Keep sharing. Go to our sharingmytruth.com. Leave a little voicemail. Send us a little DM. You know we'll talk back. We love it. We will. And you'll be on the pod if you want. If you want. We love ya. See you soon. Bye. Sharing My Truth Pod is so excited to partner with Vibrator.com, where the A in Vibrator is the number eight. This is an extremely exclusive code where no other podcast has it. If you go to Vibrator.com right now, use the code MS15, that's MS15 at Vibrator.com, you can now get 15% off anything in store. That's any sex toys for you, your partner, your neighbor, your mom. We don't judge. We don't care. Get it now. Go to the link in our bio, put in the code 
and get jiggy with it. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review this podcast and follow us on social at Sharing My Truth Pod. And leave us a voicemail on our website, sharingmytruth.com, to share your stories and experiences with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. 